Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. This was um, an extraordinary collective effort. Um, there's so many people that had to work together to get this done. Uh, there were doubters, obviously. There were people that didn't believe we could do it. Uh, obviously, we had a lot of unknowns ourselves. Uh, but we believed that staying on schedule and working towards trying to get 256 games done, uh, as we sort of say shorthand, avoid the asterisk. And I think we were able to do that. But we still got a few days left here. So we're focused on making sure we finish out strong. That is Commissioner Roger Goodell. You know, nothing earth-shattering, I didn't think, from yesterday in his state of the NFL. I didn't watch it, so. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. But, I mean, you would see highlight. You know, we'd yeah. see the headlines. One thing that's interesting, he did say they're going to try the International Series in 2021. Keep in mind, the Jags don't have the contract to play there this year. So... There's a lot that would still have to happen to play in London. Now, you can do an international series without playing in London. But wouldn't you be stunned if there's an international a game in London this year? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, we don't know what's going to happen even two months from now. But you got to believe in terms of travel and in terms of just, you know, the pandemic, obviously. I feel like you still have to wait like another year to for everything to take Form, and I just don't know if it's worth, obviously, the risk of going over across the pond, if you will, playing football games. Now, keep in mind, okay, Mexico City, you might be able to get down there. Canada, you might be able to do that. So you can still qualify for the international series. But if you think about London and the Jags, there's a couple of things that I think are working against them. One, the clock, the calendar. It, it, we still don't know where this thing is. They're talking about different strands of co- coronavirus, you know, and, and the variance, I think, is the word, right? Um I just don't see it either. And April is when the schedule comes out. It's not to say you couldn't make an audible, but there's a lot of logistics that go into whether it's Wembley Stadium, whether it's travel plans for teams. There's a lot, there's a clock here. This isn't like, hey, let's see in August. Mm-hmm. Now, you could announce it. You could do all the work just like you would do uh, on a normal season like last year and then pull the plug on it. You could certainly do that if need be. And that's probably the way to go if they want to try to do it. So, the, and the other thing, keep in mind now, there are, there's a good chance, I don't think we've gone officially here, right, on the 17-game regular season, mm-hmm. but that's certainly momentum is taking us to 17 games. So for them to play in London potentially and still get eight home games here in Jacksonville is an option. But isn't it, I mean, listen, we'll say eight months from now, nine months from now, like, do you think they'll be able to sun, sell out the stadium in London? Or are we still talking about, you know, that, minimizing the capacity? Because, like, listen, if that's the case... And you can't maximize the stadium because of COVID-19, then why, why even go? have it? Yeah. Or, like, in terms of the promotion part, like, if you can't interact with fans and all this stuff, then why go over there in the first place? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I do agree. Uh, I think, you know, I just think it's a hard thing to predict right now. And if it's a hard thing to predict, then why would I plan for it? <laughs> you know? For sure. Uh, now, if you ask me, do I think there will be full-capacity stadiums in the fall? I'm going to say yes mostly because I'm an optimist. But back in March, I thought we'd be done with this thing in July. Who are you telling? <laughs> so, Who are you telling? I mean, I can't sit here and promise you that. Yeah. I mean, I think it could look a lot like this year. It certainly could, at least for the, the start of it. 
um, in in the fall. How surprised? Oh, one other note, by the way, on the on the London stuff. And listen, we'll talk more about the London stuff if it happens and, and word starts to come out. But and, and I know what fans feel like. Are you kidding me? Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, get all this hype now. I, 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 I want to go to the games, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Let's wait. Let's save that for another day. Uh, but I will say this one thing. Urban Meyer spent much of his news conference saying, we're going to do what's best for the player, best for the player, best for the player. The player is going to get the best of this. We're going to ask him to do a lot, but we want the best for the player. You can't tell me that going to London is best for the player. I got to believe Urban Meyer will be against the whole London idea, right? I think Urban Meyer would be. I think the entire locker room would be. Yeah, I think everybody would be. Like, obviously... Hey, so owner, by the way. About, I mean, the, the owner's you know, the owner. So. For sure. And when you're talking about playing in London, obviously there is money to be made off that. But once again, you have to ask yourself the question, is the juice worth the squeeze? And where I sit right now, given what we know about the pandemic right now and COVID-19, absolutely not. The juice is not worth the squeeze. But, and listen, I have, I, I've never thought, just to go back on the London front for one more moment, mm-hmm. never thought Shad Khan's vision was moving them to London. I've never believed it. Okay, never have. Uh, and I still don't. I know I understand that was the narrative, all that stuff. Well, it's certainly not the case. So I'm not afraid of London, is my point. Like, they have developed relationships with London. London and the Jags have developed a a kinship. I don't know if it's strong as they wanted it to be, quite frankly. I think the folks in London root for a lot of different teams. I do think the Jags fan base has grown over there. There's certainly been, a, again, a level of partnership that – might make sense, uh, you well, know, for Shotcom from a business standpoint, for the Jags from a business standpoint, to globalize and market the team uh, and do something that people haven't, you know, had the opportunity to do. So I think that I don't think you just shove that aside because of the pandemic. I do think that still exists, whether you want to hear that or not, Jags fan. I do think that it still exists. I just. I just don't think it's going to happen this year that they end up in London. I don't know what happens down the road. Well, and listen, I'm not scared of London because I think the Jaguars are going to move there. I don't think that at all. But I am scared of London because if you do play two games over there, how many games you do play, that's a competitive disadvantage. And I am scared about that yeah. because I want every advantage that I can take. And I think Urban Meyer would agree with me here. I, I think so, and, too. And, and, and if, the, if the results show and if the, the analytics, which I think they would show that playing two games in London um, is a detriment, well, then, yeah. It kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I would agree with that. By the way, here's the other thing for Jags fans: like, it, just to say we weren't having a pandemic, mm-hmm. and and people were still talking about the Jags and London and all this stuff. Well, Urban Meyer coming to Jacksonville for whatever it is he signed up for, a four, five, six year contract, mm-hmm. certainly would show me that he ain't they ain't going to London in that time frame. Because no. Urban Meyer ain't signing up to coach the Jaguars knowing they're going to go to London. Probably not. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think, I don't think he's, many coaches would. I think ideally. one of the reasons he's coming to Jacksonville, he likes to stay to Florida. Correct. <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like you saw a lot of international games with Ohio State, you know, because, like, who's the one team? Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame was supposed to play last in year. Ireland? In Ireland. Navy, I think, against Navy. Yeah, yeah. I want to say. Okay. And they might have already done it once. I can't, I can't remember. remember that, but I know they were. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to play in Ireland yeah. against Navy, uh, yeah. which makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels. For but sure. But that that uh, certainly didn't happen. Hey, a couple more of these prop bets, uh, real quick. Let's get them. Um, national anthem, one minute fifty nine seconds. Yeah. My man Eric Church, love love me some Eric Church, uh, and Jasmine Sullivan, not as familiar with. Correct. In fact, not at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one minute fifty nine seconds. Where are we going here? On the on the prop bet. Listen, if it was just Eric Church by himself, I would take the under. I don't think Eric Church is in it for, you know, the the the, the hype and anything. I think Eric Church is a he's a American songwriter. He does what he does. Springsteen, um, 
What else did he sing? He did a lot of stuff. Oh, Give me back my town. Right? Give me back my... Yeah. Trust me. I'm the country expert here. So I would say with Jasmine Sullivan, though, the R&B um, queen that she is, I feel like it gets umped a little more. When you have a duet, you know, you have to be on the same time. You got to feel things out a little more. You got to slow it down, if you will. Give me the over of the national anthem. Yeah, I think I'm trending that way, too, with the over. You know, I, I heard some folks talking about Eric Church. You know, he's never done this. He's never sang the national anthem. Ever? Like, I, I, at, at an event. Huh. Never done it. Wow. That's what I heard. Or, or I was listening to the program, and, and that's uh, what was said. So that's okay. pretty wild. I'll give you a little. Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin back at Super Bowl Forty. So that was a duet, mm-hmm. right? 208. This one's 159, the over-under. Yeah. So I like that trend right there, don't you? Yep. Uh, now, I'll also say I would think country kind of get in and out, like you just said, right? Eric Church, not going to drag notes out. And no. Theatrical. Nope. Well, Luke Bryan, 204, Super Bowl 51, so he was yeah, over the 159. Yeah, but Luke Bryan, though. Uh, just I think he's country music, the country girls shake it for me. Thing. Like, Luke <laughs> Bryan is as close to pop music as it gets. You see how tight of jeans Luke Bryan wears? Uh, you mean to tell me he's country music? No, sirree. Uh, Demi Lovato last year was 149. Was she really? Yeah, quick. But what was, hang on, time out, though. Because I could have swore, what was the, the over-under last year for Demi Lovato? I don't know, it might have been like 146. I don't so know. how do they, do they go like to the like the pre-warm-ups, like the pre-performance, I and they time I'm, it? I have no idea how Because one would think Demi Lovato, she's a diva, at least two minutes. Well, I I would think, too, that's why maybe a guy like Eric Church is tough, and, and even the duet, because you haven't seen them perform it before. True. Right? So True. that would be tough to predict, uh, tough Vegas. So you might win this one easy. Yeah, the yeah. Point. You just got to yeah. pick the right way. Uh, one other thing. How about Billy Joel, man? Did it in 90 seconds yeah. back at Super Bowl 41. Yeah. A buck 30. Yeah. Like, guy had to go pee or something. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty quick. <laughs> All right, so maybe the best prop, and this is Kuz's favorite prop. So uh, let's try it. Uh, will any scoring drive take less time than the national anthem? Mm-hmm. So let's assume the national anthem is right around two minutes. Mm-hmm. Will there be a scoring drive? Now, this says scoring drive. That could be a field goal. It doesn't have to be a touchdown. That could be, in my opinion, according to this, I would think, could be a defensive touchdown. Could be a punt return, right? Correct. So, yes is minus 350, and probably for a good reason. Yeah. Because, of course, I mean, you're going to score inside two minutes? All day. Kick a field goal somewhere? Hey, all day. All day, right? All day. And what are the odds of that? Minus 350. So you're probably yeah. not going to lay a lot on it. No, no, no. But once again, you can parlay that. What if you? What if this was the? And maybe they do have one, but I don't see it on our sheet. Uh, a prop that said touchdown drive. I would then say no, probably. See, even then, I feel like with the explosiveness that you have with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm taking the over. Or I'm sorry, I'm taking that prop as well, thinking they're going to score a touchdown all day. I mean, you got Scotty. You got Scotty Miller catching touchdowns in Green Bay in like 20 seconds. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Was that Scotty Miller? That was... Uh, yeah, Scotty Miller. That was Scotty Miller. Yeah. You see the whole Scotty Miller... Um, will we ever get to a point in sports where Scotty Miller and Tyreek Hill will race at halftime and they'll just say, hey, it's 45 minutes long. I already... I, Scotty I don't Miller to wants to race Tyreek Hill? I think somebody like suggested that. Okay. Well, let's, let's go ahead and keep things within reason. I think Tyreek Hill is probably the fastest NFL player in the league right now. Straight line? Straight line. Yeah. Scott, I don't know who Scotty Miller thinks he is, but yeah. Scotty Miller's fast. Tyreek Hill's a cheetah. 
Enough said. What about DK Metcalf? Because he's the one that caught up to the... See, here's the thing about DK Metcalf. If he was as fast as Tyreek Hill, then I'm done covering the NFL because that, that's not fair. Like, I understand DK Metcalf is super fast. I forgot what he ran the combine in. Was it 4-3? 4-4? Whatever it was. I mean, it was ridiculous. Probably 4-3. It was ridiculous. But if he's up to Tyreek Hill speed, then I'm done, Brent, because you can't have a 12-pack like that, and you can't, like, bench press what you bench press and run that fast. Like, that's too much That's too much talent. That's too much just everything in one player. Not fair. Yeah, that isn't fair at all. Um, sometimes I say that about Trinity Christian football, you know. Sometimes <laughs> not fair. It's not fair. I just beat you and beat you and beat you. And uh, mostly because of Erlen Dormady and the program he's got over there. Right now, we welcome <laughs> in Coach Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Not really to talk about the Conquerors as much, although uh, still still waving that championship around, I bet. That still feel good, feels good a couple months later. It does, it does. It, it, it looks good to walk in in the morning and look at that trophy sitting on your desk. I bet. Uh, how's the golf game anyway? Where'd you play yesterday? Uh, played at Fleming. Oh, yeah, good. Fleming, uh, we were just shape. out there. Heck yeah. You, you yeah. see that new um, top of the tee they have over there, kind of like a, a, like a yeah. top like golf kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Very good That's job over there by Fleming. Yeah, Island. it is. Coach, if you're playing some golf, you got to go get the Dream 18 card, get some discounted golf over there at Fleming Island. Just that's to let right. you know. That's, what, that's it. That's right. ESPN690.com. I'm selling them right now, right here to right you. Uh, hey, uh, you have a former player in the Super Bowl on Sunday for the Bucks, Javon Hagen. And I have Absolutely. to be perfectly honest with you. And no. we love you at Trinity. And you have so many players and good players over the years. I mean, we just went to Clemson. We went to TD's restaurant across from Clemson. And the owner over there, Mike, said, yeah, I just saw Fred Davis in a few uh, days ago. He's getting some wings. Five-star yeah. guy from yeah. Trinity Christian. So we, yeah. we, Tyreek Johnson up at Ohio State, right? Marcus Crowley up at Ohio State. Sean Wade, yep. Ohio State. So yep. where did Javon Hagen come from? He went to Ohio. He got signed by the Bucks. Tell us a little bit about his story. Javon is a great story. He, one, is an unbelievable young man. Just hardworking. Um, just no, he wasn't a guy that got a lot of attention, but he just always waited his time and always worked hard. And his senior year, I mean, he was rotating in on defense at safety and at kind of our, our nickel back. And, uh, um, um, I don't know if you remember Deontay Williams. He's playing with Nebraska right now. He's a safety that Georgia recruited. He, um, he had to go through the, the JUCO route, and now he's at Nebraska. Now, Deontay got hurt, and Javon gets a chance to start the last half of the season. And uh, um, he's just, you know, he's one of them kids that, uh, um, you yeah, know, he, he got a lot of um, lower Division one um, looks, and um, he went to Ohio. And they redshirted him his first year, uh, his uh, um, redshirt freshman year. He was a defensive uh, freshman player of the year in the uh, MAC, and then he was um, uh, all-conference safety three years in a row. Um, did five years, graduated, and um, this past year he got picked up by the uh, um, Bucks in a. Uh, um, he didn't even get – he got uh, – it was a free agent draft. Yeah. I mean, a free, undrafted free uh, agent. Undrafted yeah. free agent, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a great story, and it's it's so interesting sometimes, right, uh, that how long that, that trail to get to wherever they end up is. And uh, 
how much do you keep in touch with him? Will you text him this week? Uh, oh yeah. Do, do you have oh, any he, idea? He, listen, he, no. He he he. Uh, um, in fact, when we lost the Bolts, the very beginning of the season, he texted me. He said, "Coach, that them young fellows know that's not acceptable. You know, <laughs> that, that's not good." And, and uh, you know what I did? Uh, uh, team meeting next Monday. I read the I read the uh, I read the text. I said, "Fellas, this this is a former alumni. Okay, he's in the NFL." This is what he said. Okay, what we did and and, the, and the, you know what we displayed on Friday night was unacceptable. Okay, he said his word to them was protect the brand, and uh, um, you know what they kind of took that on as a uh, um, slogan for the year, and uh, um, and did did a great job after that game. They said we didn't lose again, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, but Javon was the one that sent me the uh, the text, That's and awesome. uh, yeah, we talked, uh, text, you know, occasionally. Uh, in fact, I. Texted him um, right before the NFC Championship game. Told him how proud of him I was that you know he was getting a chance to play and because yeah, he was active um, for that game. Yes, he was. He was active. He's been on the uh, um, practice squad all the way up until the uh, NFC Championship game. They activated him. Now I don't know if he will be activated this week or not. I haven't heard yet. And I asked him. He says, "Coach, I just go to work, do what I'm told, keep my mouth shut, and if I get that opportunity, I get that opportunity." Hey, Austin, you might, you might, yeah, that's awesome. Verlin Dormady with us, Trinity Christian coach, talking a little Javon Hagen, uh, who's with um, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl Fifty Five coming up. How does that work, Austin? Do you know, like, if you if you're active practice squad, I mean, you still get a rig. You're part of the team. No, right? you're, so, you're yeah. definitely part of the team. You know, I mean, it might be different this year with, with obviously the pandemic and yeah. stuff and the rule changes. But if you're active for a game, I think they have the right to put you back down to the practice squad after that. Thing. They do. It's only when I think you play in three games and you're automatically on two, the actually. Or two, it might be two then. Yeah, yeah it's but. two. That second time you go up to the roster. Sure. But uh, it's a big deal then. And I know uh, we, we have some folks that reached out to us, and we appreciate the heads up that um, uh, one of our, our listeners works with uh, his sister. I, I think it uh-huh. is, and so they're all excited yeah. about it, of course. Oh yeah, and they should be uh, really cool. And, and it's yeah. such it's such a strange time, right? In the pandemic, we Super Bowl parties. You'd think maybe there would yeah. be, you know, for a local guy. And I'm sure they're right. getting to having a gathering, but it's hard to do any of those kind of things. How many Super Bowl have you had former players play in the Super Bowl? And I, I'm probably missing somebody big, so uh, Josh, I'm just asking Josh that question. Played, he played for the Patriots. Um, his his rookie year. Uh, but he tore his ACL. He was on the roster, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't get to play in the game. Okay. Scott did from Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. This okay. is our first one to actively be, you know, if he gets a chance to be on the field, you know, that'd be awesome. Coach, you yeah. know, I mean, obviously, you you've coached a lot of great players that have went on to have you know continued success. But what does it mean, like a guy like you know Javon here, who you even talked about, where you know I don't call him a late bloomer, but like maybe it wasn't destined that he'd be an NFL player, but he worked hard, he had the mindset, and ended up working out. Like, what does that mean? Like, does it add a little extra, I guess, just gratitude, um, and I guess in self reflection to say, wow, this kid who maybe nobody really thought he was going to go that place actually went to the NFL, and how does that make you feel? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 great because. Javon's that story that, you know, he didn't get discouraged because he wasn't starting every down on defense. You know, he just kept working. You know, he's he's not a kid that started his ninth and tenth grade year, got a lot of playing time his eleventh, started his twelfth. But you know, so many kids these days, you know, if it doesn't come right now, oh, I'm leaving and I'm going somewhere else. You know, and and I'll get a chance to play there, which 
you know, that happens. You know, it's, that's the, the mentality now. But he's just that kid that um, that always worked extra hard. You know, he was in the weight room. He, you know, he did extra stuff, you know, when nobody else is on the field. And just, you know, just a kid that, you know what, he deserves it. Yeah, that's and, pretty cool. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, a great student, you know, um, great mom, uh, just really, really supportive. And uh, um, he's, you know, he's a kid that, uh, um, you know, it, Hey, he's making a whole lot more money than his old uh, high school football coach right now. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, how about this? You know, you talk about stories, and you never know who's going to end up. Alabama, obviously, is king of the world, right, in college. They produce so many. Right. They get the top recruits and national champs. There's only two players in the Super Bowl that went to Alabama. How wild is that? Wow. You know, And that shows that's, you what you're crazy. talking about, right? the right. story. It doesn't mm-hmm. end. I think that's the hardest thing you just said. I think it's the hardest thing. We talk about National Signing Day. We talk about all these yeah. things. I get offered a scholarship. It doesn't stop there, man. Correct. It doesn't no. stop. It's almost no, just the start really of the journey when you think about yeah. it like that. Uh, let no. me leave you with this, Coach. Uh, how, how much do you like just watching the game at the NFL level? And who do you like? Uh, what, how do you see this thing playing out? Man, it's hard to pick against Mahomes. And the Chiefs, uh, you know, they're they are just talent rich. But with two minutes left to go in the ball game, and the ball in Brady's hands, and they're within within five six points, uh, look out! Yeah. Uh, look out! Don't you? Is that about as noncommittal as you can get? Yeah, it's about pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but I will be I will be pulling for the Bucks because you know we do have a player there. Yeah, you should, you should, no doubt about yeah. it. I think yeah. there's a there's a segment in Jacksonville that certainly will be doing that as well for Javon Hagen. Yeah. Coach, so good to catch yeah. up with you. Enjoy the off season a little bit. We appreciate your hey, time. Thanks, Brent. Oh, man, thank you. That's uh, Verlin Dormady, uh, Trinity Christian head coach, just coming off another state championship. So many players. What a neat story for Javon Hagen and uh, to be able to. Potentially play, but at least be a part of this team and have some significant, you know, moments being on the roster, being active up there in Green Bay in the NFC Championship game makes you feel a part of it. Yeah. Um, but what a cool journey, you know, that's pretty awesome. It's so funny how, what Verlin just said about the game. Like, how do you bet against Mahomes? I still find that statement so crazy because on the other side is the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. I mean, just th- say that out loud. It's like, how do you bet against when, how do you bet against what's going to come out of your mouth? And the answer is Mahomes. For even sure. though what guy has six Super Bowl rings? He has six Super Bowl rings, but it's what have you done for me lately? Mah- lately, Mahomes has been an MVP. Can Tom Brady say the same thing? You know what I, what I miss about covering the Super Bowl this year? This Javon Hagen story. Yeah. If they win, you know, I want to be there on the field, do an interview with Javon Hagen and sure. the whole thing. Yeah. That's what I miss about covering the Super Bowl because uh, that would be pretty cool. I miss the media parties. But yeah. <laughs> I get you. All that free food. I mean, the food's so good there. Dude, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, it is a pretty good time. Yeah. They take care. They spare no expense. Maybe next year. Yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Checks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. The Rock, out of nowhere, buys the XFL during a pandemic, mind you, goes half in with his ex-wife. So now you're going to visit with your ex-wife. Brent Martineau. I don't know if that's on the business advice list. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
Yeah, some significant news in a couple different ways on Trevor Lawrence, the projected number one overall pick potentially to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a two-part news here for Trevor Lawrence. One, uh, according to his agency, MGC Sports, he is going to throw for NFL teams on February 12th. That is a week from today. So we've got Super Bowl Sunday coming up in a couple days, and then Trevor Lawrence Day uh, a week from today. So that is going to be Friday. Any team who wants to see, going to see one of the best arms we've seen come out in a long time throw for them. That is part of it. The other part of it is, due to a newly discovered injury in his left shoulder, a labrum issue, he is going to have surgery. Again, left shoulder. Not the throwing shoulder for Trevor Lawrence, but still he's going to have surgery. Doctors say he is going to be fully healthy and ready to go for training camp. There you go. Hey, Trevor, take my labrum. (laughs) I like that. Right now, man. We we need surgery right now if we need to. Take mine. I'll sacrifice mine. Was for it you. yours the one that was repaired, though? Oh, hey, you, you got two of them, Coos. Okay, okay. Though you've got to be specific. I'm a, specific. I, I, I'm just trying to. Hey, I'm trying to do my part here. Brent's <laughs> going to his hometown. I'm trying to do my part right now. By the way, you jinxed him. <clears throat> jinxed him. It's fine. There were a few comments about that on the stream. Of course, was it really. That's because well, you may have started that, but yeah. That's because the stream. It feels follows. good to be an influencer. Yeah, you're a very good influencer. Restraining good. orders yeah. and jinxing. Hey, real quick. Soft like you. When Your you, followers are soft. When you went to Marquise Lee's hometown, what year was that? <laughs> That's a good call. Answer the question, I don't know, though, but huh? it could have been any of them. Answer the question, though, huh? Was <laughs> it 2016? My point is it could have been any of them. I, I know, but I mean, he had, okay, I'm just saying. Interesting. Just right. don't, hey, just don't come to my hometown. <laughs> hey, where are you? Urban. Hey, Urban. You okay, dude? <laughs> Has someone tried to know Urban Meyer right now? That's all I'm saying. Uh, sorry, guys. It's Friday. Sorry. What did you expect? Who else have I gone to their hometown? Let's check. Yeah, can you go through the list real quick? Uh, Bortles. He, he stayed healthy. He stayed healthy. I mean, he was You're to Bortles' home, or it's Oveto, right? It's Oveto, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, or not, the career didn't pan out like we wanted it to. I'm trying to think. Uh, so I could be. <laughs> yeah, that's like a 50-50 proposition in the NFL regardless. Okay. Um, As you were. I mean, he did go to an AFC Championship game. With the Jacksonville Jaguars, not by himself, but keep on going. You're doing a good job. I don't Anybody know if else? I've gone to any. I don't know if I'd have been anybody else's hometown, Jags related, at least in the last. We should do more of it. Yeah. Or maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it is like the ultimate – here's the view. I, I was asked, what if they don't pick Trevor Lawrence? We spend all this time, we go to Trevor Lawrence's hometown. It's like, well, at least we told the story of Trevor Lawrence along the way before good point. it was too late. You know, I mean, that's good for you because then obviously other people – like, so say Trevor Lawrence goes – I don't want to say the, the N-word, the, the the Jets word. I was going to say the Jets. I thought that came out so wrong. I don't want to say the New York Jets. That's what I want to say. I don't want to say New York. <laughs> that N-word. Easy more. The only one, yeah. <laughs> By the way, did, her, did your daughter change her wife? I hope so. <laughs> I haven't checked, but I hope so. Okay. With that being said, though, I don't want him to go to New York. So who's picking number three? There's a lot of stuff going on. Here. I know. Who's going number three? I'm not saying the New York Jets. I'm not going to speak that in their waves. Is that the Dolphins? The Dolphins have the Houston pick at three. Is that what that is? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's say for whatever reason Miami takes Trevor Lawrence. Well, then they, they come to you now. Hey, Brent, you know everything about Trevor Lawrence. I come do. and talk to us a little That's bit. That's right. So you've done yourself a... I'll be a... Or... 
he'll drop to like number twenty in the draft because it'll be like Brent went visited. You go to New England. That's that's it coming full circle. Somehow the Patriots swindle Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> and then Brent's got to do a bunch of Patriot interviews. I'm surprised the New York stations right now today aren't saying, "See, Trevor's trying to get out of that number one pick with the Jags. That's why he's saying going to have surgery." I'm his, sure his labrum's actually healthy, but he's going to have surgery. You think this is just a trying to scare off the Jags. You think this is a Jalen Ramsey play? You think Jalen Ramsey would have back surgery if it came down to I it? I bet there's a person, a caller or a host in New York sports radio that said that this afternoon. No, don't tell me that, bro. I'm not ready. Come on, Matt's Friday. I'm not trying to go to war today. Uh, unless you want Hartford to. Hartford with palm trees, they say. Yep. So, again, are not overall too worried about this non-throwing shoulder labrum surgery he's going to throw. Uh, but what do yeah. you throw, by the way? What I, I'm still trying to wrap my arms around that part about it. Uh, I, again, if you're going to have labrum surgery, it's the off season. He'll be ready to go. It looks like it sounds like Ian Rappaport just said it. Adam Schefter has said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the obvious reports coming from his camp are that he's going to be okay by camp, mm-hmm. uh, by training camp. But why throw? Like, why throw now? Why? Why is that important? Is it important for him to get in front of teams and do something? Listen, to me it's not, but this is me, you know, not seeing behind the curtain of what people are saying about this draft right now. I think – there's a clear consensus that Trevor Lawrence is the top overall pick, hands down. Yeah, no Case doubt. Case closed. Enough said. Like, nobody is really even saying Justin Fields or, I mean, other than Joe Theismann. Yeah. You know, and, and Brett Favre. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> nobody else is saying it. Yeah, exactly. And listen, and I'm just waiting for another quarterback. To, I mean, I'm seriously to the point now, which one of my heroes would come out today and say something bad about the yeah. Jaguars or something stupid? I mean, Dan Marino hasn't said anything yet, so that's I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh Joe Montana Dan Marino. looked like he got away with it without saying anything because we had some sound from him yesterday. Okay, okay. So I still have faith in my Terry old Bradshaw does it for a living, so he won't say something stupid probably. Well, he might, but it's going to be funny. It'll probably be yeah, funny. Yeah, it's Terry. You know? Tony Romo, he's not going to do He's not old enough anyway to fall into this category. He's too talented. Too talented. Like, who else could? Joe, uh, Who's the next one? Namath? Joe Namath, yeah, thank you very Namath. much. Who yeah. said some crazy stuff in his life? Yeah, Namath uh, might. Yeah, for sure. But well, I'm sorry. What was the question? Even I forgot where we were going with this. Why is he throwing? Yeah, that's a great. I mean, listen, you know, he's a competitor. Yada yada yada. The, the whole cliche. I'm at the combine speak. But maybe there's just his agent or whoever's advising him, saying, "Hey, you know, let's leave one last impression because let's be honest. Your last impression was you took on Justin Fields." And Justin Fields, let's be honest here, Brent. I and mean, it's not just the quarterback thing, but Justin Fields kind of outdueled Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he right? I mean, yeah. he, he, he had better. He had, the, he had the better game. He did. So maybe there's, I don't want to say you're raising any doubt, because once again, I feel like you're putting on for the Jaguars and that's it. But maybe he just wants to go out there and show, hey, I'm, I'm a lot better than what I showed at the championship game, even though it wasn't that bad in the first place. Yeah, I think there's like, there was this element in Bortles, to his credit, when he did come out. He threw, and this was when the time when nobody was throwing, right? People mm-hmm. were, like, backing out of throwing. I'm not going to throw. I'm going to manage this whole situation. Bortles was like, I'm going to come out and throw. And Bortles, by the way, might have been the one that probably should try to manage the situation. But it, it yeah. elevated his stock a little bit in the eyes of some. I don't know if it actually did, but it, it's competitive nature, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hide from anything. I'm going to go throw. I'm going to go compete. And so I think they're now, ever since Bortles did that, to be honest with you, I think there's more of that. I'm yeah. not saying he was a trendsetter, but I think the, the appetite for being able to go out there and compete has existed. And, and the look of pro day, yeah, okay, you're, you're a lock. You're going to do this. Doesn't matter. Go compete. I want to compete. Any chance I get a chance to compete and show off what I got, I'm going to do it. And I, I get the sense that this might be it, that this is the but, only reason for Trevor Lawrence. See, but here's the thing though. If you're Trevor Lawrence here and you go out on your pro day or just this workout or whatever and, like you do well, then what does that say? 
Like, you're, you're already the number one pick. So to me, you go out there, you're only going to hurt yourself. And if you go out there with a torn labrum, I, I don't know, like, listen, I, I've had mine torn. I know it's not fun, but I also play defensive lineman. I, I can get by with it. Like, from a quarterback position, like, I don't know how much you have to rely on your opposite shoulder. Like, I feel, I feel I like you're going to feel it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. So if you go out there and let's say you just throw ducks all day, that's not helping you. So I guess my question is, what do you have to gain by doing this right now? Well, here's the thing, and that's why I think I'm right on this front. I think it's, I, I think he wants to show he can compete. But I also think if you're going to go sit down with a team and do interviews, mm-hmm. and maybe he does a little bit of that after, I don't know the lay of the land of what's going to happen next week, but if he does some of that stuff, wouldn't you rather be looking at Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke and, the, and Shad Khan or whoever else is in, you know, yeah. not in a sling? <laughs> no, for sure. So from an optic point of view, go throw a little bit, do the interview stuff, and then we'll save the sling stuff with no interviews yeah. <laughs> you know, for a bit. I don't know. I just I don't see why. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think he has anything to lose, really, because yeah. he wouldn't throw if, if, he's, if he doesn't feel good enough to throw. So I just don't know why he needs to do it other than say, hey, I'm going to compete, and I'm not going to assume what everybody else is saying is true. Mm-hmm. I want to still impress all of you. But really, the better question might be, how many teams should even show up for Trevor Lawrence? I know. Like three? How, like it should be the Jets, the Jags, the Dolphins? How far is the draft away? Like two, two months. And half, two, two and a half months. Two. Well, he's, still, he's, he's going to be out of the sling by then, he right? Will, yeah. Good. Yeah, so optics. he crosses the stage. Yeah, optics. Uh, seriously, optics. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't need memes of people from, people from New York saying, oh, look at Trevor Lawrence in a sling. So, cool. Wow. Uh, the other Trevor, Trevor Bauer, by the way, yeah, huge deal with the Dodgers. Huge. Yeah, looked like he was going to the Mets. Goes to the Dodgers. Forty million he's going to make next year. In twenty two, he's going to make forty five million. Do you know the story about his agent? Did yes. You see that? What's? Can you drop yeah, we'll some knowledge on me when we come back uh, on the other other side? And because uh, she's like fresh out of college, right? One last look at Super Bowl yeah. fifty five when we come back on ESPN six ninety. I'm Tyler Lott. And when I watch the game, order pizza on Grubhub. Just the way I like it. With pineapple. Pineapple on pizza? You put blueberries on your pizza too? Maybe y'all should try some in Seattle. Y'all could have used something this year. What's wrong with pineapples on pizza? Everything. Absolutely everything. It's an abomination to pizza. You know what that was? That was your boy. Was that Jalen? Yep. Jalen Ramsey likes pineapples on his pizza. And you know what? That may be Jalen. And you know what? I see it. You know what? Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put two and two together real quick. Yep. Yeah, I guess he puts blueberries on his pizza, too, which, hey, let's, I mean, I understand. All eyes on you. But let's keep it within reason. Blueberries never tried. Don't need to. Okay. You know, unless you Don't go to, like, to. you go to, like, the, um, what, does Pizza Hut still have, like, that buffet? Ooh, or like CC's, you know when they have the dessert pizzas? Oh yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the only time, like sure. Maybe they'll well, yeah, throw that's like a, yeah, that's like a fruit, but yeah, whatever they call them. Yeah, something like that. But we're not talking like marinara and blueberries. No, it sounds horrible. No, that sounds terrible. But so does marinara and pineapple. But here we are. And they just got to make, make sure you have ham in there as well. Yeah. Oh, so it's the ham and the pineapple. Yes. So it's the salty and the sweet. Yes. I see. That's exactly it. I watch Chopped. I know what's going on. 
with with the flavors. Brent Martin of Austin Lane Coos Super Bowl 55 around the corner on Sunday on CBS 47. We'll have a, a Making of a Champion special on TV, 7 o'clock tomorrow night on CBS 47 and Fox 30 for an hour. Bucks, Chiefs, but also a lot of Jags talk with uh, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, a trip to the hometown, all that stuff uh, coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on CBS 47, Fox 30. So it appears that the Chicago Bears are starting to trend right now. Oh, what do they do? There is vast interest in Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. You know, there was some word floating around that Wentz teams were calling on him. Yeah. I guess the Bears have have made the biggest offer. uh, Does that surprise you that Peterson goes? I thought that meant they would keep Carson Wentz. Are you a bit surprised that the possibility of Wentz might go somewhere else? Not that people might covet him, but the fact that they would shop him to this extent. So apparently Aaron Lemming from CBS Sports, he's got a check mark so you know it's the real deal. Um, He's reporting that the Bears and the Colts are both interested in Carson Wentz with the Bears showing the most interest in terms of trade capital, I guess. Wow. Uh, you were asking, by the way, about Trevor Bauer's agent. So, yeah. And just real quick, just so we don't forget that. Yeah, this is crazy. She's 28 years old. Okay. Okay. So it's pretty young. Pretty young. Yeah, very young. It's. This is what she said recently in an article. It's a unique position I'm in. This being my first real free agent contract. It's the biggest free agent of the offseason. Yeah. And she was, according to Forbes, the youngest certified female agent in base, baseball. Uh, 30 under 30 list uh, last month. And uh, started at UCLA where she was a gymnast and knew nothing about baseball when she arrived on campus. She became friends with several Bruins ballplayers, including Bauer, and learned the game. So it goes huh. back to the so college. So she became days. college friends with him. And uh, now she just inked a deal, her first one, for Trevor Bauer. Three years, $102 million to the Dodgers, where he'll make $40 million this year and $45 million next year, which seems incredible for somebody who plays every five days. How, how much is it, $102 million? $102 million. So what, she's making 5%? Is that what the, they get? Maybe. Is that what your agent got, 5 I think so. So it's 5% of 100 I mean... I, wh- I mean, where to pick the right friends? That's a good... My word. Listen, I've told my kids ever since... They got to high school and yeah. really in middle school. It's all about who you hang out with. No, for sure. You're not lying. These are decisions that mom and dad can't make for you. <laughs> okay? Yeah, this is making me rethink my friend group a lot. Well, it like, should. I mean, you should have done that a while ago before this story. <laughs> uh, 5% of $100 million Well, that thing is, is about $5 million. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Hey, I can do that. Good, good job, man. <laughs> I can do that. Crush that one. Yes. Five, a, a cool, quick $5 million. That's unbelievable. Wow. That's unbelievable. So what a story that is. I'm gonna read I have to read more about that story. I, yeah. I knew it was an interesting tie. And he's an interesting guy. That's the bottom line. I mean, Trevor yeah, Bauer's yeah. interesting. I just he's unbelievable. But forty and forty five million dollars, I mean, are we getting ridiculous for someone who plays every five days? I guess quarterbacks are getting forty, forty five million. They play every seven days. Good point. It's a good point, man. It's a good point. <laughs> That's what I'd use if I yeah. was her agent. It's not a bad I mean, his agent. <laughs> Uh, hey, NBA and uh, the All-Star Game, Coos, quick thought on that. Who's right? LeBron doesn't like it? Are the players? Yeah, I mean, he's not the only one. It was uh, De'Aaron Fox also said it, and, and I kind of agree with him. It's like, look, man, we have a pandemic. When the season first started, you told me we would have five days off in the middle of the season to rest and kind of get our bearings again before we started up. And now you're throwing a, you know, All-Star Game down our throats and telling us if we don't go, we're going to get fined if we're selected. 
Yeah, and he basically, LeBron especially, said, I've got zero energy and excitement for the All-Star game. Yeah. Well, if you're a star player in the league, the face of your league, really, is saying that, how are you supposed to get fans excited? Well, and <laughs> no, it's for sure. Sort of like the, the, I mean, the, the, least lie to us. The De'Aaron Fox side is interesting, too, because he's, like, never been, and he's a rising star. So, like, in theory, this could be his first year. LeBron, I get it. I mean, you've been how many eighteen? Yeah. Well, but keep yeah. in mind too, and he's got yeah, a good Fox point. Plays for the they Kings they too, had a super so. short off season because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So I think that ties into it a little bit of break, break here and there too. Uh, makes some sense. All right, so you got the Chiefs. Chiefs. I've got the Bucks. Coons, who you got? I'll go Chiefs. Chiefs. Bucks. Chiefs. Uh, on Sunday. Super Bowl 55. We'll keep an eye on the Carson Wentz stuff. Let's get it. Keep an eye on the Trevor Lawrence stuff. And my prop bet special, Anthony Sherman touchdown, man. It's like plus 1,500. Oh, Give it to me. It. I'm taking Anthony Sherman up at the fullback position. Let's go. Do it. Uh, will Bitcoin go up or down? That's my favorite one. <laughs> Hope it goes up. <laughs> we'll be back uh, Monday, of course. We'll be on TV all weekend long, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Join us for a special tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, and, of course, the Super Bowl on CBS 47 on Sunday. Have a good weekend, everybody. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.